You're listening to the Inbound Logistics Podcast with today's guest, Eric Rempel, Chief Innovation Officer for Redwood Logistics. Supply chains rely on shippers, and shippers in turn rely on systems being in place to keep things moving. But shippers see the most benefits from not only the right systems, but how well they're integrated into the supply chain. Eric Rempel, Chief Innovation Officer at Redwood Logistics, joins us to talk about how to better connect your systems to better address your shipping needs. Joining me today is Eric Rempel, Chief Innovation Officer for Redwood Logistics. Eric, thank you so much for joining the Inbound Logistics podcast this morning. Of course. Thanks for having me, Jeff. It's great to have you. Today, we're going to be talking about systems integration for the supply chain. But before we get into that, Eric, if you would, could you give us a background on who you are, what you have done in the industry, and a little bit about what you're doing with Redwood today? Sure thing. Um, yeah, I've been Redwood's uh, chief innovation officer for several years now, and uh, we'll get to what that means uh, in a second. Um, I've been with Redwood for uh, just over 15 years, for, for the majority of my career working on uh, logistics problems, starting with our brokerage, which was the core of our business, where we built our own TMS to run our operations. We had a shelf life on that TMS for about 14 years, so it was pretty neat. Uh, during that time, uh, the organization grew to having a trucking company, warehousing and distribution, and where um, you know my original role as chief technology officer kind of uh, slowed down a bit because we had our, our strategy pretty well uh, going up into the late 2000s. Um, you know, we, we wanted to kind of uh, go out and start looking at the world of opportunity around data and what that means for our customers. So what we did is we started looking at how can we integrate and offer managed transportation services, technology and integration services, and really doing it on an ad hoc basis. And over the last several years, uh, we've moved to formalize that more and create more of a product-based offering around that as we've gotten really good at integrating shippers to their supply chain and uh, orchestrating what, what we like to call the, the data supply chain in addition to the physical supply chain. Excellent. All right. So you touched on the keyword there for today, integration. What kind of systems do shippers need to integrate into their supply chain? Well, I think at, at the most basic level, um, you know, you're, you're always going to talk about WMS and TMS. And then what do you connect those to? To an order management system, to an ERP? Do you go as far back as demand planning? Uh, and that's, you know, really within the walls, even if it's a SaaS application of those organizations, you know, core needs, which is a place to manage orders, a place to manage, uh, you know, money and a place to manage your transportation and warehousing. Um, but over the years, as the uh, marketplace has evolved to, you know, these SaaS based offerings and you see these numbers continue to proliferate, we are starting to see the need for unique one off solutions where a shipper will want to. Uh, integrate more than just their trading partners into a larger network, but also unique tools and service offerings that give them a competitive advantage where they'll say, when this happens, I want that to happen within my supply chain. And it's kind of that space between that we like to call it of making data and integrations work for their business. So, you know, back to your question, there's the standard systems that you integrate with, but, you know, a lot of value uh, add comes from being able to orchestrate those uh, pretty quickly on demand. All right. Now, one of the challenges that seems to arise from that, for shippers anyway, is systems connectivity. Why do you think that is? 
Um, well, a majority of businesses have an IT department that has to focus on keeping the lights on. Uh, keeping the lights on could be maintaining uh, legacy systems that could be, you know, working on initiatives towards modernization or even digital transformation. But when you get down to connectivity, you have this disconnect that we've seen over the years, which is there's folks that understand logistics and supply chain and what that data looks like and how you can have multiple shipments on a load, multi-leg, have you know varying objects, what do you do with items and classes and dealing with LTL and mode shifting. And when you want to orchestrate that kind of activity and then you're looking for IT to do it, IT has their hands full and they're maintaining the business, they're working on projects, and then all of a sudden a TMS or a WMS project comes along with a lot of savings, but then integrating it almost becomes second fiddle. Um, and so the reason they have challenges with it is it's just darn complicated. And, you know, our goal is to make it easier so that the CIO or the VP of technology says, man, I've got a trusted partner that can handle all of that for me. And I just want to make sure that they live within our corporate governance and let them let them run from there. All right. After those systems are connected, system harmonization has to come into play. Uh, why is that so important? So, you know, if you think about it and you think about what happens, right, and let's take all of the technology talk out of it, um, I have an order management system and within that order, um, you know, I have a expected ship date or a must deliver by date or any kind of requirements therein. And, you know, within a shipper, if you think about it, customer A is always different from customer B and even within a shipper, right, shipping location A has different rules than shipping location B. So when you send a, a data object, right, you can imagine EDI, right? You can send a load tender, or you can even send a tracking update to another location, but it's really up to that other trading partner to figure out what to do with it. Um, where you talk about harmonization and orchestration, what really needs to happen is, can we unify what it means when an event takes place in, in you know, your ERP, and then you want that to trigger an action in your TMS or your WMS or having a whole bunch of cascading actions the real business value is delivered when you can say, when this takes place, I want all of these actions to happen unless these other certain scenarios are true. So you can kind of see how the question overlaps and it starts to become around harmonization and IT departments and understanding the complexities of these large business objects and saying, is there a way that it can be easier for IT to make systems talk so that everything is uniform and I know which system is the system of record at any given point in time, which often becomes a challenge. It seems obvious, but it sounds like it's pretty key that those systems be able to talk to each other within that chain. That's exactly right. Okay, so what are some of the common approaches to integration and implementation then? Yeah, so you can think of it almost as like a, a maturity matrix. You know, as, as you get a system in and an organization is small, you know, you'll look at optimizing that system to really do what it's meant to do. So whether you buy a SaaS application or something on-prem, you know, first you configure it to run well for your business and you set up all the rules within that system. Uh, and then from there, you know, you've got your first layer of integration. And that first layer of integration is usually internally as well to like a financial package or to a CRM or, or you know, even human capital management systems. But then you go a little bit further and you say, okay, what's the next evolution? Well, the next evolution since the 1970s has been EDI and, you know, B2B and trading partner management. And so you think about that layer and you're saying, okay, well, uh, what happens when I receive a load tender? What happens when I receive a tracking update? What happens when I need to send or receive a 210 invoice? And so you think about all of the events that you want to orchestrate there. And, you know, companies have, have had their hands around that. And you just keep adding a trading partner and deal with your trading partner manager and you take it from there. But 
over the last, let's say, 10 years, really around you know 2008, 2009, companies started uh, you know putting their offerings up in the cloud. You now have this ever-growing ability to have these little nuggets of value that you can then integrate into your supply chain, and that's that's where orchestration comes in or synchronization. So when this event happens, I want to make a web service call. I want to check the miles. I want to see if the inventory is in stock. I want to see if it's on quality control hold. And you want to perform a whole bunch of functions that are highly specific, but you don't want to do it in a complex way that becomes impossible to manage. So you know, a, an easier way to answer that question is in the past, it's been a lot of point-to-point -point integrations or code that is developed and stood up once and that becomes the status quo for a while. And what we're trying to move our customers to is a place where the connectivity is there and then all of that logic becomes configurable. So when someone in the shipping or supply chain department changes their mind on what they want to happen when any events take place, they can change that much more easily than they could in the past with rigid point-to-point -point code where you have to go back to IT and get in the queue to figure out when a change could take place and when you could actually realize value. In your overall observations, do you see things that shippers are currently doing that are hurting them in this process. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, I think we're all doing things to hurt ourselves. Right. Um, I think that's the journey that we're all on, but you know, in, in general, I would argue that um, really well intentioned, right. The, the, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Right. So you, you look at what shippers are doing sometimes and they'll say, ah, we can stand this up or we can connect our ERP to our TMS or we can do that. And certainly the answer is, of course you can. But then, you know, you start thinking about concepts like technical debt and what have we done that is a little bit of debt now, but then how much interest are we going to carry on it? And what I really mean by that is, okay, well, let's say that we set up uh, an integration between let's just say an order management system in a TMS, and we do it in a really rigid way and we get it up and running quickly. Well, that goes into production. People start using it and depending on it. And very quickly, you're kind of stuck with that and you're gonna disrupt the business after a while if you want to enhance it or make it better. So a, a big mistake is to kind of go into it quickly and say the project is done. And at the end of the day, what, what all of that translates to and all of that debt is you have unsatisfied users within the supply chain and logistics department. Uh, where, you know, they really want this value add and the integration didn't go exactly how they wanted it to go, but it's done and it's rigid and it's too complex or time consuming to change. And then people become, you know, despondent with the solution they have. They start manually entering data in between the systems. They go back to the, you know, processing things manually. And now you're saying, oh, we're not getting the ROI in our investment. So, you know, it's little things that start carrying debt and then that debt carries interest. And then at the end of the day, you might have frustrated or let's just call it what it is in terms of a P&L, you know, less than productive users that aren't capturing all of the value that these systems can provide. So it's just a case of just because you can doesn't mean that you should, right? Right, right. <laughs> so on the other side of that, then, what do you see that shippers are doing well? You know, I think what they're doing well is realizing that the world is changing and being data driven is critical. So we're really appreciating what our shipper customers are saying, which is, hey, help me get that data, feed all of this data into my data warehouse, or let's use Redwood's, you know, data warehousing solutions in the cloud to run analytics and, you know, go from, you know, diagnostic to descriptive to predictive analytics. So the whole key is, you know, it's one thing to make systems talk well with good data, which we certainly do. 
The next thing is, can we give the shippers their data back to them so they can start making data-driven decisions and looking at their supply chain? And we're seeing that demand, uh, you know, kind of grow exponentially. And it's great because, you know, shippers know their supply chains better than anyone on the outside. And they know their partners and they know their network and they know what they like and don't like over the years. So what they are doing is they're saying, can I make my supply chain nimble, but not just my physical supply chain, but my data supply chain. And we are, you know, having a lot of fun with our customers that do that because now it becomes the art of the possible. You know, we set the foundation for those building blocks around how do you uh, set up this kind of network? And once they have it, it becomes an innovation playground. And so when shippers see that, hey, if I have a good partner that can help me move my data as well as manage my data for analytics purposes, that also understands logistics and supply chain, they can throw a request at us to help them figure things out or they can analyze the data on their own and start becoming very prescriptive in how they want to make changes instead of managing with their gut and you know, we like to call hippo, you know, the highest paid person in the organization wins, right? So it starts becoming a data-driven endeavor. I like that, the art of the possible. So what does Redwood do to facilitate integration and connectivity for shippers? Yeah, so for the last uh, five years, we've been investing heavily in building our uh, supply chain integration platform that we call Redwood Connect. Um, and what Redwood Connect does is it tells our partners basically, hey, send us anything, right? It doesn't matter how clean or dirty the data is, we'll handle that. It doesn't matter what protocol or format, we'll handle that. So if you wanna send us EDI, cool, flat files, cool. You can make RESTful API calls, that's cool and, and we love it. Um, but you know, the whole key is how can we take that data and then just play the square peg round hole game, right? Which is uh, we really need to take what you have and make it fit into the destination systems and then send it back. And so what Redwood Connect does is it's a layer for our professional services team that are supply chain experts and logistics experts, and they know TMS as well. Um, we really use that layer to you know, drag and drop and orchestrate all of this connectivity between systems. And then we deliver it to our customers uh, as a service so that they can really get the most out of their supply chain with the least amount of friction. Um, and we've been investing in that heavily because it's just paying dividends for our customers when they want to be nimble and agile and innovate. Um, and it's, it's going quite well. A lot of great information there. Where can my audience go to learn more about Redwood Connect and uh, Redwood Logistics in general? Yeah, so uh, head on over to redwoodlogistics.com. Uh, there's a lot of great material there and uh, reach out to us. We'd, we'd love to chat and, and see how customers are doing on, on their digital transformation and supply chain transformation journeys and, and help them out. Fantastic. Eric Rempel, thank you so much for talking with the Inbound Logistics Podcast today. Enjoy the rest of the day. My pleasure, Jeff. You too. Thanks for having me. Inbound Logistics Magazine is the information leader in supply chain and logistics management. Start your free print and digital subscription today by visiting bit.ly slash getil. That's bit.ly slash get underscore il and stay ahead of the 3PL game. The Inbound Logistics Podcast is a production of Inbound Logistics Magazine. For the most in-depth information around logistics, transportation, and supply chain practices, get your free print and digital subscription at inboundlogistics.com slash subscribe. Connect with us via LinkedIn, Twitter, 
Facebook, and YouTube for the most current developments in the industry. If you'd like to leave us some feedback or have a topic you'd like to see covered in a future episode, call our dialogue line at 888-878-3247 or leave us an email at podcast at inboundlogistics.com. I'm your host, Jeff Vita. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time here on the Inbound Logistics Podcast. Thank mm-hmm. you.